Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. Okay, so today we're going to talk about marriage best practices. And what we mean by this is things that we've heard from people, things that we've read, and stuff that we've actually tried on our own. Um, best practices in marriage, just little things. We're going to list seven of them for you. Uh, there's a gajillion marriage best practices. Gajillion. Gajillion. You know, it is funny because as I built my businesses starting back in 2002 with my brother, we would always go to these conferences every year, these right. real estate conferences. Mm-hmm. And one of the breakout sessions that they always had every year was real estate best practices Yeah, in terms of the specific type of real estate. And then you would get together in a group of, you know, oftentimes three to 400 people and they'd have an open mic and they say, what, what are some things that you've done that have helped you build your real estate business? And people go up to the microphone, you know, I hired a virtual assistant out of the Philippines. Everybody's writing down. They're like, okay, well, where did you find them? And he's like, go to this website. And that's marriage. It's best practices, you know, for building a business. So why can't we talk about that with marriage? I agree. So that's what we're going to do today. Let's do it. But before we do, let's talk about a song that we really like. Oh, yeah. You guys should listen to together. You got one for us? I got one. Here we go. Okay. After all this time, you'd think I'd be used to the pull of your gravity. After flying so high for so long, who would think I'm still I like that. Still learning, still burning, still falling. But you didn't tell us who it was. It's Hunter Hayes, still falling. Yeah. It's so good, though, because it's so true. Like, you have to do what it takes to stir that that up. The thing that yeah. stirred you up to begin with, keep on doing it. Still burning, still learning, still falling. It's being very proactive in your marriage. That's why we're talking marriage best practices today. And this is why we love good Country, uh, country or any kind of love song because yeah. it helps you. Words are so powerful and it yeah. helps you to think things like you thought when you were dating and it helps you to think about your spouse and to think loving thoughts. And that's important in marriage. Yeah. Well, you know, while you were listening to that song, were you feeling something for me? <laughs> were you? Are you so just, much. is it just easy to say it on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. Okay, so typically I lead the the little listicles and all, but I told Tori I don't want to do that today because she came up with most of these. Actually, she's you know we we, we did it we've together. Read, we've read a lot, you know, so these aren't all our own or whatever, but you know, and some of them are just very simple things, mm-hmm. and so we just figured we'd share them with you. We've learned we'll a lot from just having a lot of couples over and talking to them, and these are things that come up. And yeah. these are things that we we really feel like are really good practices. That does bring up a good point, though. Like if you're going out for you know a double date or you're out you know a party or whatever, and the couples are you guys are all talking together, just ask each other what is it that you do in your relationship to keep it strong. Yeah, that's you know. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want me to start? I do. Okay, so number one, pray together. 
Yeah, there you go. That's Pray good. together. And there's, there's so many reasons why this is so important. <clears throat> but I think one of the reasons is, and we talk about it in, our, in, in the retreats that we've done and in our book, that there are three battles, right? Yeah. Personal, relational, and kingdom. Yeah. And it's so important for us to get outside of ourselves and to, to, to be in the kingdom battle. And to do yeah. that, it's important. Go ahead. Can I say what the, what the three are real quick? I mean, just, just we don't want to insult your intelligence. This is in our book. But the personal battle is the fight over sin, temptation. Relational battle is the fight with other people. The kingdom battle is fighting for people, like right. fighting for the hearts and souls of people. Yeah. And prayer helps you to, to do that. Yeah, It's like, okay, we're going to pray together. We're not just going to pray about all things that we need, all things that we want and all about us, but let's, talk, let's pray about things that are important to God. Mm. Let's pray for the unborn. You yeah. know, let's pray for the issues of our days. And yeah. so it helps us to get outside of our little, you know, relational tension, our little personal issues and to think bigger. You know, I love that because, and that, that was the one that Tori's like, we have to put pray together. And you know, my first thought is of course, you know, like everybody right. knows you're supposed to pray together, but let's just think about that for a second because praying together about things like really go at, going after God together verbally, like out loud is a vulnerable place to be because mm-hmm. you might not feel like you're a good prayer. Yeah. You know, I know couples right now, one partner will always pray. The other won't. You know, just because that's just the way that they've slipped into that comfortable place. But really, both partners need to pray. Like, so Tori and I decided that we were going to start walking around the block. You know, we do a a mile walk around the block. And while we're walking, we're talking, but we're also spending some time praying. And when we pray together, Tori's honestly, when it comes to conversational prayer, Tori is a much better prayer than me. My like she thinks of stuff like I it's like let's pray for the kids, Lord help Trey, Allie, Jake, and Lundy help them, Lord help them, help them. <laughs> That's so not true. Just That's so help funny them. you say that because I have always felt like you're such you're so much better of a prayer. Like if we're gonna no. pray in front of people, I'm like nudging Jason. Yeah, that's just because I know how to speak and stuff and you do too, but still like conversational prayer when we're walking around the block. If Tori tells me to pray for the kids, I'll pray for them, but I'm lasting probably two to three minutes and I feel as though I've exhausted my resource. Yeah. <laughs> but Tori on the other hand literally can pray for but the kids the entire good, mile. It's such a good practice. I mean, it's something yeah. sometimes you have to practice like, okay, we've got this time. Let's dig into some prayer. And she's right though. It's not just praying about your, your own relationship and, and even your kids. It's opening it up. It's like the Lord tells us in the Bible, we're supposed to pray for our governing leaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, pray for them. Yeah. Salvation for the Biden family, yeah, you no know, salvation for the Harris family, you know, like, and pray for your local state reps, obviously pray for, you know, whatever, you know, nonprofit type situation that the Lord has put on your heart and mind, whatever, you know, community you're involved with, it, with and in, um, you know, just pray for everything. And when you do that, when two or more are gathered, mm-hmm. you and your spouse are being the church yeah, and that's where God's presence come. And when you have God's presence, you have his power. Yeah. So just praying together, the very act of it makes you more powerful as a couple. Yeah, it's so good. So Marriage true. best practice number one. Pray together. Pray together. Number two, celebrate wins. Yeah, this one's hard. It is hard. It's a, it's a practice. Tori Remember, did this it's something this morning. You, it's best marriage practice, which yeah. means you got to practice. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Tori just did this this morning. 
Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the Lord really showed me this in Genesis. We've talked about this before, just watching God's process of creation and how he celebrated every step. He did. It and is good. It's yeah. Yep. So he created, he, you know, I, I don't have the one sixth of the way. He's like, let there be light. He's right. only one sixth of the way done. And what with does creation. he say? It's good. And it was, and he looked and he saw that it was good. Yeah. In my translation, it says, and he saw that it was good. Yeah. He saw over and over and over. He stopped every step and said, and he saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. We've got to see that the little things that we're doing are good. Yeah. We have to celebrate the little th- things because that's what motivates us and keeps us going, keeps us energized yeah. to keep going. And this is something that, I think you're really, really good at, and you've taught me really well. You're really good at verbalizing. You know what? That, that was, we, you know, that was so fun when we got to do this, and when we when we completed that, I'm really glad we we did that. That was so good, and um, I've really been more intentional of of celebrating the little wins, yeah. and it's been a really, really refreshing thing for me and for you in our relationship because we're talking about those little wins. Yeah. And it, and you know what, you're right because it does give you motivation to bust through the hard times in your life. Yeah. You know, like, um, it doesn't matter what it is, whatever win that you've had, it might be a personal win. It mm-hmm. might be a relational win, whatever win that you've had in the past, like celebrate it, but, yeah. but also memorialize it. So if you come to our house, if you ever want to come and do a marriage intensive with us where you spend two days and we eat very fine food and we dive into a marriage assessment with you. In your guest suite that's off of our garage, you will see a stack of books. Those are books that my brother and I have written and then Tori and I have written. And I've got this stack of books right here. But you know what? I have that stack of books in like three other different places in my house. Do you know why? It memorializes a win for me. Yes. Yep. It feels good for me to walk past those books. I look at them and go, I wrote those. Right. That Like that feels good. And I think it energizes you to keep going. Yes. Or like, you know, the guy who restores a car, mm-hmm. take a picture of it and put it on a poster in your man cave, you know, yeah. or the woman whose kid just graduated high school. Yeah. You know, like that, yes. that's a snap a picture of that diploma or you get like, that's a win. Celebrate it. I mean, even as things as small as preparing a healthy meal for the family. That is true. I really celebrate that now, even if one kid shows up because our kids are all <laughs> over the place. And sometimes like it actually a lot of times we're like, wait, where are you? Where are you? We're all sitting down for dinner. Oh, I, I'm at Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I hate you. <laughs> but it's like, you know what? In there are t- sometimes I'll prepare, like I made, I even talked about it on that last, po- on a podcast recently, I made this, you know, um, casserole for all of Allie's friends that were home and, you know, took a couple hours to make and none of them, none, none of, of them. them showed up because they had other plans, which is totally fine. But it's like, you know what? This was really good. I like, this was a good thing that I was able yeah. to, to make this healthy meal. And now it's going to feed Jason and I for the rest of the week. And, <laughs> in all honesty, that was not as much of a win because I ate so much of it that night because there no, was so was much healthy, there. Babe. I literally felt like the stay puffed marshmallow you know man. What? Let's keep it a win because <laughs> it was a really healthy Got it. meal. Got it. Um, but you know, I, as I was um, thinking about this, I remember um, growing up, my grandparents, they ran the the Christian school and the church that I went to my whole life. And we all were on the same property. And um, I think one of the things I remember most about their relationship was they celebrated wins together. Mm. Um, they were married over 50 years. They had a really, really good relationship. They did everything together. You know, they ran the school, they ran the, the church, um, and they just were a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. And they really loved each other. I mean, everybody who 
knew them, you know, their legacy is that they had a really strong marriage. And I remember um, they used to take me and my brother out to breakfast um, at Tony's, mm. which is like still one of my favorite. I don't even know if Tony's is still Tony's. around in Torrington, but one of the best breakfast spots. And um, I just remember them talking about all these little things that, that had happened that week and like mm-hmm. celebrating them. And I remember thinking like, wow, they're like the most positive people ever yeah. because they would be like, wasn't that, you know, they'll talk about a Bible say, wasn't that amazing what they shared? And I just, I'm so proud of, you know, so-and-so and I'm just amazed at how they're growing and they were, they would celebrate like everything yeah, and good. they were doing it together. And I just think back and I think they really knew how to celebrate the little things yeah. and celebrate wins together. And that really, they really had a strong marriage. Uh, uh, that's definitely a good marriage, marriage, uh, practice mm-hmm. wait no i was saying yeah marriage best practice so number one pray together number two celebrate wins what's number three number three listen to a book and that and, listen to a book together yeah listen to a book together um and that can be you know listen to a podcast together listen to a book we we do both but i think just learning together processing together dreaming together all the things mm-hmm. that learning through a book or through a podcast or something that you're interested in learning together brings yeah is a really really good thing for your relationship yeah it, it you know it's crazy because a lot of couples have struggled with communication in the past mm-hmm. it's like you just veg out and you just watch tv together and but you're really not talking and then when you are alone it's like what do we talk about if there's not something tactical like, okay, the kids' games or the kids' schedule or whatever, there's not something tactical to talk about. You don't really know what to talk about. But what Tori and I have discovered, and we really start started to dive into listening to books together. If you can listen to them together, if your schedule allows, do that. If you can't, at least, you know, both of you can say, okay, hey, let's listen to chapter one of that book. You know, honey, on your way to work, you listen to it. And at some point today, I'll listen to it. And then when you come back together later in the day, you know, that night or whatever, talk about it. Yeah. And it gives you stuff to talk about because right. you're learning together learning and you're growing together. together. Tori and I are reading one that our um, couple couple friends of ours that we're actually mentoring, Zach and Andy Woldridge, you guys would actually love them. We need to, we're we need have to them get on the, both yeah, of our couples. We do. We Tanner do. I'm so bummed and Brittany. that when, when Tanner and Brittany were here, we didn't get them on the podcast, but we're going to do it. We got to do it. We're going to do it. And then we, yeah, for sure, Andy and uh, Zach. Oh man, you come. guys would have so much fun. We're but they, they told us about this cool book, The Gap and the Gain. Uh, by Dan Sullivan. And uh, so we're listening to it together, but it's really given Tori and I a lot of good stuff to talk about, which which um, we actually have a point on here. We'll get to in just a minute uh, that Dan Sullivan said. But so so that's number three. Listen to a book together. What's number four, Tor? Number four, four is find a shared activity. Yeah. We have found this to be really, really helpful. You have to have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we bring a lot of couples through the Symbis yeah. Tell, tell them real quick what the Symbus is. The Symbus is a marriage assessment. There's two marriage assessments that we use. If you join our coaching program, you're going to go through the prepare and rich assessment. If you go through our mentorship program or our marriage intensive, you'll get the Symbus assessment. Both of them are incredible assessments, but they basically take a personality profile and they show how you mesh. Mm-hmm. And it basically puts your marriage on paper. Yeah. And we get a chance to dive in and basically dissect you. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that they talk about, you know, for men and women, you know, knowing the difference between a male and a female and how you're wired and the tendencies, you know, both for male and female. female so politically female. incorrect. Yeah, it is. Um, 
But one of the things that they talk about for a man that, you know, and universally men really need shared activities with their spouse. It really makes them feel connected Mm -hmm. and women really need to feel cherished. Mm, Yeah. Right. And so like there, those were the, the two differences between a man and a female, a male and female, but it's what we have found um, is that doing shared activities has really bonded us. Yeah. That's actually why I like CrossFit mm-hmm. in all honesty, like CrossFit. I don't go heavy anymore. I don't care about winning. I don't care yeah. about even keeping my score, but we do CrossFit because it's set up so that everybody can do the same workout. Mm-hmm. If you're 400 pounds out of shape or if you're 180 pounds yeah. straight up yoked and ripped, you do the exact same workout. You just do it at different intervals and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and intensity. Right. So, but Tori and I do it together because it's set in a group setting. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It can be Orange Theory. It can be, I mean, any of these other popular things. You can just go to a gym together if you want. Right. But, and there are so many different things that you could do for shared activities. It and doesn't think, just have to be working out, but And I think sure. that I, this really came to mind, you know, through the Simbis, like, okay, Jason really needs shared activity. But what I've learned is I actually really enjoy it. Like I feel yeah. like it has just provided us with a lot more time together, um, which I'm a quality time girl. And so, you know, I think that I really um, thought of it as being really important and and taking that action because I thought it was something that would be really, really something you would really appreciate. But I actually feel like I benefit just as much, if not more. It's so awesome how the Lord works that way. Because remember, he's not just your father. He's your father-in-law. So if your father-in-law looks down and sees you doing something nice for his son or daughter, he's like, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm going to help you. Yeah. So Tori jumped into some of my shared activity. Now she loves it. I jumped into some of hers and now I love it. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about that is if you don't know of anything that you guys would enjoy doing together, find something that neither of you have thought about and just do it. Like take dance lessons together, Mm -hmm. like go out. And there, there are so many of those little classes where you can go and learn how to, how to ballroom dance, go do that together. Did it work? Did it not work? Did you like it? Right. No. Oh, pick something else. Mm-hmm. But just be proactive and pick something. Yep. I mean, there's uh, one of our things, one of our shared activities is walking. We walk oh, yeah. every day too. And one of the things I really want to do, and I've been saying this for a while, we just got to do it, is pickleball. Oh, pickleball. Really- I'm scared of blowing my ACL out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll do pickleball. Okay, Tor. All right. You got my, you got this my like, promise. I think the third time I've said it on a podcast, so let's make it happen, oh, Captain. Jeez. Okay, okay. pickleball. Number five. Number five, practice verbal gratitude. Verbal gratitude. Don't just think it, say it. Yeah. It's so easy in marriage to not say thank you for the things that you're thankful for because it's just every day mundane. It's the things that you do over and over and over again. There's no reason to say thank you. There is a reason. Words are really, really powerful. Yeah. And, um, uh, we talk a lot about the 20 to one rule. Yes. From Dr. Gottman. You need it. 20 to one rule is for every one negative interaction, you need 20 positive interactions. Mm -hmm. And that's if you want your marriage to grow. If you want your marriage to just stay at equilibrium, um, then it's five to one. One of the best ways you can do that is just say the words, thank you mm-hmm. for the things you're thankful for. Tori did that for me last night. It was 28 degrees. It was 1130. Lundy called us from her friend's house. She was going to stay over there. Jake was supposed to pick her up. He didn't. So Tori starts getting out of bed to go pick her up. Um, she It's just two streets over or one street over. 
But I jumped out of bed. I said, here, I'll go do it. And so I did it. I was frozen solid, got back (laughs) into the bed. And Tori just goes, thanks so much for doing that. And it felt good. And I'm like, oh, really? Would you like for me to get a little closer? (laughs) (laughs) How thankful are you? Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's number five. But we got it. Let's let's roll on to number six. And I like this. This came from Dan Sullivan. Yeah. So this is the book that Jason and I are reading together. Yeah. How old do you think he is? He's he's he's, an older guy. He's got to be in his 70s or he's older. And I love this. This is one of his um, practices. Yeah. Um, Do one thing every day to make your spouse happy. Yep. I loved that. Simple. Yeah. He said that he's been married, I don't know, it was like a it's long like 50 time, 50 some 50, years, 60 years. And uh, the guy interviewing him said, like, tell us your, your best practice. And yeah, he, he mentioned that. And I thought that is really, really good for, to hear from an older man that he's still thinking about ways to make his wife happy every day. Yeah. And, and they're still so in love yeah. and everything. But just think about that. You would do it for your friend. If you got a really good friend, it's like, I want to do one thing that'll make them happy. Like, I, I just know it. Tori knows that I absolutely love a quarter cup of oatmeal with three sunny side up eggs with an apple cut up and blueberries put all into a bowl mixed in with some salt mm-hmm. and pepper. She knows it. And Jason knows I do not like that bowl. She hates it. So she hates wait, it. I don't mix. But there are times where I'll come home separate. from a long trip. You know, I'm literally famished at like 10 o'clock at night and I'll walk in and Tori might already be cuddled up in bed, but she's got a candle going in the house, no other lights. And here's a bowl of my little famous <laughs> breakfast mix that she just did. It like, makes Jason very happy. Oh my gosh. It's not I'm that so hard happy. to do. <laughs> You're kind of easy to please. <laughs> I know, right? But she knows. No, here you go, men. She knows that if I'm going to eat that, then I'm going to rinse that bowl out and I'm going to put it back into the yeah. dishwasher. <laughs> Or you're going to give it to Rocky. Or I'm going to give it to Rocky and in let that him case, lick it. It's got to go in the dishwasher for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's number six. Do one thing that makes your spouse happy. And number seven. Go to bed together. Oh, yes. And this is something I think that just over the years of spending so much time with different couples, if you can go to bed together, it's really a good idea. It's huge. It's a good idea. Um, When Jason and I first got married, I'm a night owl. Jason is an early riser. Yeah. We're opposite. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard to get on the same page. Um, But we noticed that it was really, really important that we do. Yeah. Like there were so many times where I would stay up really late and then I, you know, the later that I would stay up, the harder it would be for me to get up in the morning. Yeah. I had to get onto a, a better schedule with Jason. Going to bed together, you might think, oh, well, that's, you know, we practically can't do that. Uh, granted, there are couples out there that can't practically go to bed together. But if you can sync your schedules so that you do, where you can f- literally fall asleep holding hands, you know, mm-hmm. or however yeah. that works for you, snuggle a little bit, but then obviously body heat takes over and then you get too hot. <laughs> so just fall, fall asleep, holding hands yeah. or touching or something like that, but you're both together. It's not one of you is asleep and the other one is you of you is always watching TV or on your phone. Right. It's just not, it's just not healthy. We're, we're giving you marriage best practices. Yep. Things that are best. The same, into the same sleeping habits and patterns. If it's possible, it's better. Yeah, for sure. So let me, give you the seven again. You're going to pray together. You're going to celebrate wins together. You're actually going to pick a book and you're going to listen to it together. And that'll give you a lot to talk about that helps you process together. Number four, find a shared activity. And if you don't know exactly what that should be, pick something, pick something fun and learn together. Number five, practice verbal gratitude. 
Number six, do one thing that you know will make your spouse happy today. And number seven, try to go to bed together. Yep. Sleeping together is a good thing in marriage, I've been told. Get on the same schedule, <laughs> if at all possible. Um, okay, before we leave, you guys, um, we're going to share a recipe. So Christmas Day, my brother Frankie, who is a food connoisseur, yep. he loves food even more than me, which is <laughs> saying something. And um, he walked in. Well, actually, I shouldn't say he walked in because he... Um, he brought all these wings that were uncooked and he grilled up these wings and it, they were the best wings I think I've ever had. I don't know yeah. if I was just starving or what, but they were so good. They're the second best to the wings that you typically know, make, but you like my hot wings better. They were so good. These were like fall off the bone, the flavor that it was like real smoky flavor. And it was just from him grilling yeah. and there was no, like he didn't even have like a, his special grill and it was just amazing. And so I was like, you've got to share this recipe with me. So he did. And I am going to share it with you all. So easy. I mean, it's like the easiest recipe and it is delicious. I, I really feel like I want to make it at least once a week. Yeah. No, it was good. I, yeah. I, and I'm great with you making it once a week. So, so long as the chicken is like good, the good kind. Yeah. Like organic. Yeah. You don't get chicken that wings. junk chicken. Um. Yeah. So the key is to marinate the wings in a zesty italian dressing zesty italian zesty how long you marinate it um so i just did it for a couple hours and they were still amazing Sweet. he said ideally you want to do it overnight but if you're just like i'm craving wings i'm gonna go for this yeah just a couple hours is fine okay and then you um you just grill them and you take um lemon pepper which i used uh, i'll show i'll show you guys the brand that i use he used a different brand and honestly, if as long as it's a lemon pepper, it is amazing. Mm. And um, butter mixed with butter, and you just yeah. grill up, up those wings, and then you um, baste them in the butter with the lemon pepper, yep. and just cook them for like a good forty minutes on the grill, and then get them charred. Get them kind of charred yeah. with the butter. That's what you want. Oh my gosh, it, it, they're really, really, really good. So I'm going to share that with you guys on um, Jason Tori. Yeah. Um. See, that's that's and, the beauty of being married to an Italian. She's got an Italian family and and then she wears this Tori has this shirt that she wears to bed and it's it's Alfredo's Deli, mm -hmm. which is a famous deli in Torrington. This is the best place owned by Alfredo. Yes. And anyway, on the back it said food so authentic. authentically Italian. So authentic. So, no, Italian food so authentic yeah. that you won't eat with your back to the door. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So thank you, Frankie. Good yep. Italian name for that recipe. And you're going to share it. Yep. I'll share it on uh, our Instagram. Sweet. So. All right, guys. This was fun. Yep. Tori, you did a good job leading. Maybe you should do that more. Okay. And yeah. I think next week we're going to have some guests. Oh, hopefully. Hopefully. Let's make it happen. I won't even tell you who, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All we'll right. see you guys next see week. See you guys. Bye-bye.